Welcome back to Talk Green to Me, a podcast about materials and sustainability. I'm Nasreen, and I'm here with Manali. Manali, did you have a good New Year? I did. There were fireworks and champagne and cake. It was awesome. What about you? I saw some great fireworks too, but the best part about my New Year was getting a new phone. My previous one just wasn't holding any charge anymore. Oh no. Well, hopefully this one is much better. Yeah, my battery life is amazing. Nice, but what are you going to do with your old phone battery? I have just a thing for that. An entire episode on battery recycling. Today. <laughs> Hooray! So this is episode 8. Get charged up for batteries. When you think of a battery, you usually think of the AA and AAA cells, such as from Energizer or Duracell. Oh yeah, the Energizer bunny can run for hours on one of those AA cells. I wonder where he gets all his energy from. Well, Nasreen, a battery basically turns chemical energy into electricity, and that electricity is what keeps the bunny going. It's electric. Boogie woogie woogie. Well, anyway... The usual AA batteries come in two forms. You have your zinc carbon batteries or your alkaline batteries. What's the difference? It just has to do with the chemistry inside. But are they basically the same? Yeah, they work in a similar way. All of these AA batteries have four main components to them. There's the outer casing that holds everything together, and inside you have an anode, a cathode, and the electrolyte. I don't know what any of those things are. Can you explain, please? Sure. Batteries work by producing electrons which go from the anode to the cathode. The electrons come from chemical reactions at the anode. What's the anode made of? The anode is a store of chemical energy in the form of a metal like zinc, and this zinc has reactions which releases the electrons. Okay, so then what about the cathode? The cathode has to be a different metal, usually like copper or manganese, and it'll capture the electrons that are released. And then what's the third thing? The electrolyte? Well, you need to keep the anode and the cathode separated. That's where the electrolyte comes in. It's usually a gel or liquid between the anode and the cathode. Why are you separating them? They sound like friends. If the anode and the cathode touch, then a circuit is completed, so a bunch of energy will be produced but there's nowhere for the energy to go. Oh my god, will it explode? Precisely. All of that energy will be inside the battery casing and cause a tiny little explosion. Well, it could be big, depending on the size of the battery. So keeping them separate is important. Got it. And how do the electrons finally go from the anode to the cathode? So for that, you'll need a wire or something on the outside of the battery in order to complete the circuit. Once the circuit is complete, The anode starts producing electrons, which travel through the wire, into your device, such as a light bulb, and then it goes back into the battery. So, to sum up, it's kind of like moving a ball made of electrons from one goal to the other with a salt field in between, like in water polo? Kind of, except the ball can't go through the salt field, so you have to go around. Can this just keep going on for forever? Unfortunately, for the Energizer Bunny, it cannot. When these AA batteries are made, there's just a certain amount of zinc at the anode, and once that gets used up, the battery dies. Oh no, we need to get reinforcements for the bunny. 
Do you think carrots will help? You could try it. Carrots could have zinc. Yeah, but again, once that zinc gets used up, R.I.P. bunny. Man, I wish there was a way to keep recharging the bunny. You know what? There is! Rechargeable (laughs) batteries! That's what I have in my phone. And my car. Correct. But those are two very different batteries. Whoa. Do tell. Go on. Your phone battery is a lithium-ion battery, while your car battery is a lead-acid battery. The one in my car is super heavy. The AAA guy had to install a new one for me. Weak. But you're right. A lead-acid battery is very big and contains lots of lead, which makes them heavy. The electrolyte in these is sulfuric acid. That stuff is toxic. Yeah, and it's very acidy, so it needs to be handled carefully. I hope that AAA guy was wearing gloves. He was... I can't remember. (laughs) Thankfully, your phone battery doesn't have any acid in it, so you can handle it freely. The electrolyte in those is a lithium salt in organic solution. Ooh, does that mean it doesn't contain pesticides or GMOs? Organic, you know? While that's probably true, in science, organic means it's carbon-based, without any water in it such as acetone or alcohol. Okay, so does this acetone help with recharging? I don't get it. Nope, it's not actually acetone, but this organic salt or chemical works as the electrolyte to keep the anode and cathode separated. The rechargeable part comes from the chemical reactions that happen inside this battery being reversible. Meaning they can go back and forth, like how you can melt ice into water and refreeze it again? Yeah, exactly. Except in this case, it's with other chemicals. But instead of water and ice, you're making and breaking down a salt, like lithium or lead salt, at the anode and building it back up again at the cathode. Sounds confusing. It kind of is. In a single-use battery, you transfer all your electrons from the anode to the cathode until the anode gets used up. The electrons only move in one way. But in the reusable battery, you can put the electrons back into the anode by applying electricity to your battery? Exactly! You reverse the chemical reaction by having an electric reaction, and then you can reuse it all over again. So, can I keep charging and discharging for forever? Unfortunately not. Whenever you charge and discharge these batteries, the metals and the salts inside are going through chemical reactions, and sometimes these have byproducts or extra stuff. These are bad. What's a byproduct? Why wouldn't I want extra stuff? Well, the extra stuff produced by these reactions usually end up blocking the path for your anode and cathode to react, and they make some of the metal unusable. Okay, so then the batteries don't hold charge as well and stop working over time. Exactly. So instead of going to 100% at full charge, your battery would only be 80% at full charge, and the other 20% of the metal in your battery is useless. Dead weight. Trash. So what do I do when the battery completely stops working? Why can't I just throw it away? Sounds like trash. Well, I just told you about all these bad metals and acids and salts. You really want to put that out into the environment? Not, Not really. These are harmful to the environment and to people. So going into the landfill sounds like it's bad. Yeah, especially for these rechargeable batteries. But the zinc carbon and the alkaline single-use ones aren't as bad. 
So can I throw those away? Yeah, in the U.S. you actually can. The zinc and manganese and electrolytes used in alkaline AA and AAA batteries are considered safe and can actually just be thrown away in the trash. Have I been lied to my whole life about the batteries I can throw away? Well, Nasreen, back in your day, many (laughs) moons ago, the single-use batteries used to be made with mercury in them, and that was really bad for the environment and had to be recycled. Mercury was in retrograde. I think it still is for you, but not for the batteries. These can now be disposed of in landfills without causing harm. In Europe and California, however, they do recycle these alkaline batteries. Man, Europeans, they're so cool with their battery recycling. So how do they do it? (laughs) Well, the alkaline batteries are all separated into their individual components using mechanical separation techniques and then each of the component is put back into its raw material stream. Is that the same for the rechargeable batteries too? No, there are actually a few more steps that have to be taken. First, you have to sort all the batteries by type. Do you have to separate them by hand? I think so. There are too many different types of batteries to really do an automated sorting, and mixing lithium ion and lead acid can be so explosive that you don't want to mix them together. People are trained to sort them. That's a lot of manual labor. Yeah, and that's not even where it ends. After all the sorting, all of the rechargeable batteries have to go through a discharging process. What do you mean? Well, when you throw away an old cell phone battery, it might be mostly dead, but it still might have like 10% charge. Frankenstein, it's alive! It's alive! But we can't mix these cathodes and anodes together, because like I said earlier, that could cause an explosion. So first, all of the batteries have to be drained to zero. That makes sense. I never thought about that. And then the different batteries have different processes. For lead acid batteries, like your car batteries, they get crushed up and put into a large vat. All the heavy metals, like the lead, fall to the bottom, and the plastic casing floats to the top, and all the sulfuric acid can just be dredged out. Ooh, so the plastic casing can be recycled too? Yep. It's usually made of polypropylene, which is a number five plastic, and that goes into the plastic recycling stream. So I guess you collect up all the lead and reuse it. What happened to the acid, though? The acid can be neutralized and turned into water and salt. Basic chemistry. Once the water and the salt is cleaned, they can also be reused. Sounds like lead acid batteries are super recyclable. They are, and it's economically favorable, too. That's why around 98% of all lead acid batteries are recycled. What about the lithium ion batteries? Only about 20 to 40% of these get recycled. These are the ones that come from your phones and your laptops. And is that also profitable? Unfortunately, recycling lithium-ion batteries is not lucrative at all. It costs about five times as much to recycle and use lithium than to just get pure lithium because there's so much of this ore still available. So if there's so much available... Why bother recycling it? To save the planet, Nasreen. Disposing of lithium and the other metals in lithium-ion batteries, such as cobalt, is very dangerous and very toxic. In fact, if pure lithium comes in contact with water and air, it can even cause huge explosions. Whoa, like those power banks or battery packs that were banned from airplanes because of the fire risks? 
and the risks of explosions. Exactly. Except think of putting thousands of those into the landfill. The explosions would be huge. Yeah. And as lithium-ion batteries become more and more common, not just in your cell phones and laptops, but also in electric vehicles, it's even more crucial to find ways to recycle them. It might not be economically favorable, but it's essential. Wait, electric vehicles. Yeah, I guess that makes sense that they don't just use lead-acid batteries like in normal cars. No, lead-acid batteries would be much too heavy. So all of the Teslas and all of the Nissan Leafs have lots and lots and lots of lithium-ion batteries that are powering them. Just think about trying to throw all of these batteries containing lithium and cobalt and nickel into landfills. Wait, so are there multiple batteries in one car? It's 1,200 pounds and contains 7,100 lithium-ion battery cells in 16 modeled wire series. It's not just one giant battery? The individual batteries are still about this big, and they just have them in series. For the listeners, that's like six inches. Yeah, so the entire floor has 14, like, packs, and and each of those contains, like, batteries that are just, like, stacked like this. I had no idea. Yeah, so each car might end up with 7,000 lithium-ion batteries, and we can't just throw those in the landfill. Yeah, all of those batteries and those metals would leach into the soil and water supplies and poison us all. Exactly, which is why we've got to improve on recycling our lithium-ion batteries. But it sounds like they're not that easy to recycle. Should we just be using the disposable ones instead? No, the rechargeable batteries are obviously better than single-use products because you'll end up with less volume and won't need to dispose of as much overall. That makes sense. So let's keep the lithium-ion batteries, but how can we address the recycling problem? One way forward is to do closed-loop recycling, where the battery components are recovered and then sold back to the original manufacturers to be reused in the same products. Are there companies doing this? Yeah, I think there are companies like Fortum in Finland that are able to recover almost all of the materials from lithium-ion batteries and then reuse them to make new batteries. What about in the States? The U.S. Department of Energy has recently created a lithium-ion battery recycling R&D center called the Resell Center to make lithium-ion battery recycling more competitive and more profitable. That's pretty cool, Um, but what can people do about it? Well, we must remember to take our batteries to a recycling facility, especially the lithium-ion ones. The alkaline and zinc carbon AA and AAA batteries are recyclable too. If you're collecting batteries, you might as well take these to a battery collection box as well. Anytime people upgrade phones or get a new computer, they should recycle the batteries. We should also recycle the whole computer or the phone if possible. Yeah, and recycling electronics is probably something we'll talk about in the future. If you're an entrepreneur and like money, the Department of Energy also launched the 5.5 million battery recycling prize. The program's goal is to encourage entrepreneurs to find innovative solutions for collecting and storing discarded lithium-ion batteries and transporting them to recycling centers. So keep your innovative hats on, everybody. Sounds good to me. Is that what I should be focusing my research on? Me too. Let's form a team. A battery team. You could be the cathode to my anode. Uh, Um, 
Okay, but I think we should leave before we say anything we don't mean. Okay. This episode was written and edited by Manali Banerjee and Nasreen Khan with music from Saucy Boy Records. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at TGTM Podcast and send any comments and questions to talkgreentomepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.